So we're talking about like, you know, can things go too far? But the other side of it is, like you said, clutter is stressful. Mm-hmm. I do get, if I go into someone's house and like, you know, if I'm in their kitchen and I'm opening a drawer and there's like seven egg beaters, I'm like, what? Oh. Like, no, you, you do not need seven of one thing. <laughs> so, Clean it out. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I get it. Like, and then there's the economics, environmental side of things. Mm-hmm. Our society is really like wasteful. Well, I'm with you. I mean, I think like a home should have character, right? And be unique. And and I love that like comfy, cozy feeling. Like I always want to feel that way in my home. And so I do think that it's a huge extreme to think that you would walk into a room and there would essentially be nothing in it. <laughs> like I've stayed in Airbnbs like that before, right? And an Airbnb, like, okay, I get it. You You don't live there. Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia, and Puerto Rico to be exact, and we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. I'm Kate. And I'm Nicole. And welcome back to another Candid Conversation with us. Each week, we bring you a new conversation about a topic that we can relate to. We share our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Hi, Kate. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. How are you? I am very, very good. How are you, Miss Jet Setting? Oh my goodness, jet setting so soon. We leave in two days for a 23-day river cruise down the Danube. Danube? Am I saying it right? The Danube? Danube. I don't know. Danube? It's the river, river that goes through a few countries. The river that goes through a lot of Europe. (laughs) I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm not good at a lot of pronunciation things, but I will always try. (laughs) And you are, um, wow, this is a long overdue trip for you guys. It is. Long awaited, not overdue, long awaited, right? Well, both. We were supposed to take this trip in May of 2020. So here we are three years later. Obviously, our May of 2020 trip got canceled by a little thing called COVID. Was this like no refunds postponing indefinitely? Oh, yeah. Well, okay. They were actually very cool about it. So we actually did end up getting a full refund on the cruise, knowing that we would book it again, but not really wanting to just like have the money sit there and then feel locked into like finding this exact cruise again. So we knew, we trusted that it would happen. We got a full refund and then ended up rebooking this one, which once everything kind of opened up, which has been a while now, this was the soonest that we could get on. I think because of how many cancellations there were, you know, they were just really backed up. So very excited to be making this happen. Wow. So 21 days. How many countries? Oh, 23 days. Sorry. How many countries? Oh, that's a great question. I think I'm correct in saying seven. We do a lot of Germany's probably the biggest mm-hmm. like stop over. We I think we have like six or seven stops in Germany. So Ooh. 
so excited. Looking for forward you guys. to visiting a lot of places that we haven't been before. Thank you. I'm so excited too. And actually, on the topic of today's episode, which is going to be about minimalism, I'm trying to figure out how to pack without checking a bag. So I'm going to be bringing in some tips from today's episode to help me out with that. <laughs> I am so full of admiration that you do that. When I saw you in Japan with your little wheelie bag <laughs> I was just like how how is that possible <laughs> well you also saw me in Japan wearing the same two or three outfits every single day so that's how it's possible <laughs> okay so you're gonna be you know adopting the same philosophy just packing yes very, definitely very minimal very light minimalism minimalism I'm excited to talk about this topic because I'm pretty passionate about it. But when I brought this topic up with you, you were like, I've heard a lot about how you can go too far with minimalism. And I was like, ooh, I want to learn more about that. (laughs) (laughs) So it obviously can be great, right? Getting rid of clutter and focusing on what's most important to you. But you brought up the topic of maybe there are some extremes here and you can go too far when it comes to minimalism. So I'm excited to dive into that today. I'm super excited as well to talk about this. And I thought you and I would be on the same page with like, you know, everything in moderation, right? Even moderation. Even moderation. That's your, (laughs) your saying. I am wary of going to extremes. You know, when the pendulum mm-hmm. swings too far one way, it inevitably is going to swing the other way. I, I like to visualize that. And I think, well, where's a happy medium? And, I'm uh, all about yeah. happy mediums. <laughs> okay. I will never disagree with you on that. And if you've ever been in my home, which you have been, even after I went on my minimalism kick, I still do Uh, You know, I haven't like gotten rid of everything in my home. (laughs) So I'm, I'm with you. I'm definitely with you. But let's start with a definition from our good friend, Wiki. So minimalism is simple living, voluntary practices to simplify one's lifestyle by reducing one's possessions. I love, I love this definition. I want to live simply. And I want to reduce my possessions. All good things. I am on board with those. How did you first get acquainted with this term? Or how did like minimalism enter your life? Because I remember the first time I was introduced to this concept. Okay, I'm really excited to hear about your first time because I honestly can't say that I remember mine. I, I feel like it's kind of always been... You know, when I think back to when I was little, like I always really liked organization. I didn't like clutter. I didn't like there being a lot of things everywhere. Surfaces that are just covered with stuff stress me out a little bit. Yeah. And I start, I think I started noticing that as I kind of got into college and especially when I got my first apartment, I started noticing kind of like the emotional and physical reaction that I would have to like cluttered spaces or there being a lot of things in a space. I just have never felt good in those Mm. spaces. Did you grow up in a house where your, was your mom and were your mom and dad conscious of, I'm not saying were they minimalists, but would you feel like your house was not cluttered or you were conscious of your space? Yeah. 
I, I feel like my parents were tidy people. I don't really ever feel like there was an overabundance of things. Mm. But I think it was kind of more like once once I got into entrepreneurship and started reading a lot about like essentialism is a book that comes mm. to mind. And I know that essentialism is really focused on time. But even just the concept of recognizing your values and how that plays out in your life, I think that really got me on this train of oh, okay, this extends way further than time or Mm -hmm. who you spend your time with, the people you surround yourself with. Like this is your physical space too. And that's when I kind of started like looking more into it. What what about you? What Mm -hmm. was your introduction to it? Hmm. So my introduction, I resonate with a lot of what you said, that correlation between like how you relate to your physical space and how that translates to the way you think and the way you do things the way you're organized or not organized as a result like to me those two like do play together but as for how I got introduced to the concept or the word minimalism and minimalist is through do you know those guys who call themselves the minimalists oh You know what? That does sound familiar. These two guys, Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus. Do those names ring a bell? A little bit. Yeah. I feel like you would, if you would see them, I feel like you would recognize them. I don't know. The first, so they've got like a couple of, they've got a website. They've got, I think a new documentary, but I remember watching, I don't know if it was just them, their documentary or someone else's documentary on the topic. And this going back to when I was living in Crown Point. So this is like 2015 when I was still in San Diego. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the concept being really interesting. Oh, yeah, minimalism, you know, less stuff, less consumerism, all of that, tidiness. I love all this. And I just have this memory from this documentary where one of the guys is being interviewed, and I think it's in his house, and, like, the house is so bare. Like, there's, Mm. like, nothing. And I'm like, where's the toaster? Where's the kettle? Like, what? <laughs> how, like, how do you live? <laughs> yeah, my mind goes to breakfast right away. Like, and I'm like, what if you need a band aid? Like, do you have a medicine cabinet? Do you have stuff in there? It just, I, I just, I mean, I could be doing this a total disservice. This is just a memory, and I just remember thinking, like, okay, I don't know if I'd go that far. And then if you Google images of like extreme minimalist houses or spaces. It's mm-hmm. so bare. Having said that, like I'm sounding so judgy. And if I do get too judgy in this conversation, just rein me in. <laughs> I see the appeal of it because I actually feel like in some ways I am a minimalist. Like I do mm-hmm. subscribe to the general concept and the philosophy. But then the other side of me is like, but a space that you create and even if it's like your wardrobe, you know, the way you dress, all these things, they should kind of reflect some sort of personality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They should kind of reflect something that's, especially with a home. Like I love spaces that are cozy. Yes. That are, that, you know, that have a vibe. So when you, honestly, you should Google extremist minimalist spaces. And I'm going to, it's like, I, I think I can picture exactly what they probably look like. And I know that's like an extreme, right? So we're talking about like, you know, can things go too far? But the other side of it is, like you said, 
clutter is stressful. Mm-hmm. I do get, if I go into someone's house and like, you know, if I'm in their kitchen and I'm opening a drawer and there's like seven egg beaters, I'm like, what? Oh. Like, no, you, you do not need seven of one thing. <laughs> Clean <laughs> so, it out. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I get it. Like, and then there's the economics, environmental side of things. Mm-hmm. Our society is really like wasteful. Well, I'm with you. I mean, I think like a home should have character, right? And be unique. And and I love that like comfy, cozy feeling. Like I always want to feel that way in my home. And so I do think that it's a huge extreme to think that you would walk into a room and there would essentially be nothing in it. <laughs> like I've stayed in Airbnbs like that before, right? And an Airbnb, like, okay, I get it. You you don't live there. People are renting it. But I've walked into Airbnbs before where I'm like, whoa, I feel like I'm in a hospital right now. Right. Like there's nothing anywhere. This does not feel cozy or homey. <laughs> Speaking of homey, Omar really got into tiny homes at one stage. Oh my goodness. Like watching, yes. not actually building, building a tiny home. But uh, watching all these YouTube videos on people on various tiny homes. And see, that's an interesting example. Like I was watching these videos and some of these tiny homes are really beautiful. Like what the spaces Super. they've created. Yeah. And so I'd always like kind of picture myself, would I actually be able to downsize to that that level? Because I do agree that we don't we don't need all the stuff that we think we need. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's funny that you mentioned the tiny homes thing because John for a while was on this kick where we own the lot that's next to our house. He wanted to put a tiny home on it. And I was <laughs> like, no, we're not putting a tiny home over there. Love watching the show, but no. But what I think is interesting about the concept of a tiny home, the vibe that I got from watching it, it wasn't always necessarily that the people who wanted a tiny home were minimalists. It's just that they didn't feel that they needed such a big space. And I don't really, I don't know, is that considered minimalism? Or is it just that somebody prefers to have less space? Hmm. Well, let's go back to the definition. So simple living, voluntary practices to simplify one's lifestyle, reducing one's possessions. I mean, I guess by default you are because your home's tiny now. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I less so about space. It's more about stuff. Mm-hmm. I, that's when I think of minimalism. So even like if we think about wardrobe, shopping, personally, I feel like I have practiced that in the sense that I usually don't buy anything on sale. Sales mm. don't appeal to me. And I've been very conscious in the last few years when I became aware of the concept of like fast fashion and all that all that, that clothing that's made in sweatshops just ending up in landfill, being very, very conscious of like, no, I'm not going to participate in that as, as much as I can yeah. any, anymore. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I guess I, I do associate minimalism more, not so much about space, but more of the stuff. Yeah, the need to constantly consume and, and buy more. I think, too, when I was younger, I had some less than ideal experiences with friends or, you know, people at school 
I won't get into like all the specific instances, but basically that I was materialistic and that really bothered me. Um, It really stuck with me. Maybe that was kind of like a turning point for me mm. of like, oh, I don't, this is not who I want to be. So why people are getting that vibe, Mm. you know, I kind of started looking at that and that is very, you know, attached to stuff. Right. I'm like, I don't need stuff to feel good about myself. I don't need stuff to feel important or special or Mm -hmm. better or any of those things as that like carried on in my life. And I became way less attached to, to things like material Mm. things. I started reading books like one of the books I remember reading pretty early on was called When Less Becomes More. And this concept of like finding more joy in things that aren't material things that aren't like physical things Mm -hmm. um, was really appealing to me. And then I also another book that I read that was really helpful for me and just kind of like reframing and I guess understanding like these feelings that I was having around stuff um, was the life-changing magic of tidying up. Mm -hmm. And in these books, I was just introduced to this idea of like, I think I was holding on to things and even buying things just for the wrong reasons. Wow. And like understanding just because you have a surface doesn't mean there has to be something on it. Mm Mm-hmm. Or if you buy that bookcase, you are likely going to buy things to fill it up because you're not going to have a bookcase with nothing on it. So like, do you really need the bookcase or can you just not buy the bookcase and save yourself buying stuff to put on the bookcase? (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's interesting when you get into it like that. Well, first of all, not cool with those friends shaming you, but it's interesting how how much it can have an impact, hey, from yeah, such a, I mean, yeah, I'm grateful for it now. Well, yeah, I was just gonna say, like, you, you really turned it around into something that's like, which is which is what what is really cool about this concept and and thinking about minimalism and how it can apply, no matter to what degree you apply it in in your own life. I agree with you that it is something for the positive. Um, whether it makes you, you know, conscious of not buying that bookcase or questioning the purchase of a bookcase if you don't actually really need it or buying clothing just because it's cheaper or it's on sale when you actually don't need it or you're not going to wear it or it's going to, you know, just be donated mm-hmm. or thrown out, whatever. And I think that's why it became quite popular, like shows like Marie Kondo. I, I, was, I watched mm. that that show on Netflix and I think there's that cathartic experience that everyone has like you know vicariously watching you know other people declutter and yeah and reduce and and simplify their their space their living it clearly has positive benefits it's so freeing it is yeah feels good it feels so good and I remember when our friend Cass Satie was on the podcast she's actually been on a couple times we'll link back to both of her episodes one of them was on helping us with style and wardrobe and the other one was on our personal stylist experience in Tokyo she was our third travel buddy in Japan but I remember when she first introduced me to the closet edit Mm -hmm. and I am such a fan. The first closet edit I did, I just felt light and free and 
looking in my closet and picking out outfits felt easy for the first time. And as long as I can remember, I actually enjoyed the process picking out outfits when I wasn't opening my closet and looking at stuff that was just like, ugh, I just feel like closing the doors. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, there's so it's, it's crazy to think of how many different areas of our lives this touches. Like it's not Mm -hmm. just the things in our house. It's not just the things in our office. Mm. It's the things in our closet and our cupboards and all those little drawers that you have and all these little bookcases everywhere. Even the things that you put on top of coffee tables and entryway uh, stands, you know, it's just when you start noticing it, it does make a big difference. Huge. I agree with you. And that and the whole closet edit thing was is life changing because like you say, it has a ripple effect in other areas of, of your life and you start to become more more aware and live more consciously which I'm all, I'm all for. And I have to say, like, you really walk the talk. Everything you, you shared before about how you took that on, you know, not being materialistic or being aware of and conscious of what you buy and what you need. I feel like you live that out, like, in a Thank really you. good way. Yeah. I appreciate yep. that. And it's healthy because, I mean, the amount of, like, stuff that we are buying bombarded with on social on tv mm-hmm. whatever advertisements just advertising mm-hmm. it's just endless it's relentless and we talk about like the waste of the actual things but a, a big turning point for me too was actually money like i started mm-hmm. to realize how much money i was wasting yeah on these things that i would bring home and put in a space and then be like why did i buy that Like, it doesn't even make any sense. (laughs) And so I think, like, thinking of it from a financial perspective, too, can be really helpful. I do really appreciate your perspective on the extremes, though, because when I brought up this topic, I wasn't thinking about that side of it. But I think it's an important part of the conversation because, again, going back to the beginning of this episode, I'm all about the everything in moderation, even moderation. Same goes for minimalism. So thank you for that. (laughs) No, well, you're welcome. I think it's also about recognizing like what makes you happy and, and giving yourself a little bit of leeway. But again, I do really believe that this is a great philosophy because, oh, shopping to, you know, every weekend makes me happy like does it really no like that is Mm. it's good to question it but I guess going back to uh, maybe going back to I don't know the whole idea of Marie Kondo's like sparking joy things that do fulfill you like being just very conscious of everything that comes into your life yeah it's helpful it's helpful yeah I think so All right, Nicole. Well, I think we can close out today's chat on minimalism. And friends, we hope that you've picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. That's right. You've got some packing to do. Some minimalist, (laughs) minimalist packing, packing light. Oh, friends, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have a friend in mind who might also enjoy our chats, share the podcast with them too. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.